0: Hey everyone, welcome to Ozonomics, a podcast created for and by students in introductory economics classes at SUNY Oswego. In this series, we'll have discussions about various economic principles and how they apply to our day-to-day lives. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi, my name is Tyler Rogan, and today I'll be discussing a few real-life economic topics regarding hunting. The title of this podcast is Hunting Meets Economics. The topics I will be discussing are the overall hunting market, opportunity cost, demand and supply, price elasticity, sunk cost, scarcity, and the cost of production. To open this podcast up, I would like to shed light on hunting as a whole. Us hunters are bigger conservationists than people think. For example, throughout the year, we often attend multiple sporting outings, dinners, and fundraising events with all proceeds going directly into habitat conservation and game and wildlife management. Not to mention, in order to hunt any type of waterfowl game in New York State, you must purchase a $25 duck stamp with proceeds going directly back into conservation. With that said, the sport of hunting is about camaraderie, friendship, and great eating, as well as taking from the land while also giving much more back. Hunting is a very seasonal sport. In fact, it's pretty much a fall sport when you think about it, with a big break in the winter, eventually opening up to smaller seasons, with spring turkey and spring squirrel. Being said, let's start by discussing the funny but true topic and opportunity cost associated with the sport of hunting. Let's be real, as an avid hunter, even I recognize that our opportunity cost is among some of the biggest. The hours or even days we spend in the woods or swamps could be time used working overtime or studying or doing other things productive with your life. Our decision to go hunting results in a significant loss of money due to our unique opportunity cost. Many people I know often skip class or find excuses to work that morning Just to hunt. It's addicting. The overall market of hunting varies due to the changing seasons, for example. As soon as fall hits, all the brands and retail scores go full price frenzy mode. Deer season, turkey season, and waterfowl season are the big ones that cause hunters to flock to stores for this year's new gear and new ammunition. Once winter hits, stores slowly start to mark down gear and ammunition from about 5 to 10% in the winter to 50% in the summer. Turkey loads and turkey gear does go back up in the spring. Besides that, the demand and supply is shaky. With all other hunting gear typically staying between five and ten percent, which brings me to the next point: is supply and demand. Obviously, the supply triples two weeks before the fall, being at the peak of demand for the whole year. Deer season, the demand increases again due to the upcoming anticipation of deer season and waterfowl season. Oftentimes, a surplus of gear and ammunition in hopes for a huge push in the fall always leads to a surplus in the spring in summer causing every hunter's dream a huge price reduction in stores due to the low demand without excess of supply leading to the topic of price elasticity with change in seasonings of hunting it causes price elasticity be all over the place like i just mentioned, for the supply and demand price will be high in the season fall in the spring but will fall during the winter and the peak of winter and the summer when no season for hunting is open As far as cost of production, hunting gear tends to typically be a little higher since a lot of brands stand behind American-made items. For example, all of Remington's products, guns, and ammunition are made in America, where if they outsource some of their productions to overseas, the cost of production in retail stores might be lower. Although I myself am a big fan of American-made, which helps stimulate our economy, another funny topic for hunters is sunk costs, associated with our very expensive Think about all the shots you missed, especially as a waterfowl hunter, the amount of shot shells that you miss is considered a very considerable expensive sunk cost. With a box of shells retailing around $30 nowadays, that is a huge sunk cost that you just kind of forget about as a hunter. Scarcity is also a very big topic in hunting. This year's waterfowl limit went from geese went from five birds to two a day, with the duck limit changing from four birds to two birds a day this year this is a direct result of scarcity, which has been going on for years now, which is the reason I cite controversial. Limits do need to be reduced, but it is less fun and irritating to average hunters when the bird limits are cut in half. When I was 12 years old, bag limits used to be 7 to 12 birds a person. That's crazy. To recap, we talked about opportunity cost with what you could be doing with your time, scarcity of birds, the sunk costs that go into hunting, ripped gear, outworn gear shells, the demand and supply always changing with demand going up in the fall and the spring and demand and supply going down in the spring and summer, cost of production due to an American-made sport, price elasticity with the revolving and changing seasons, and the overall market is hunting. This podcast, Hunting Meets Economics, was a real-life example and in my opinion a great way to better understand very important topics for economics. Thank you, I hope you enjoyed. There you have it, folks, on another edition of Ozonomics, where economics becomes easier for Oswego students to understand, where you get your money that you pay for your tuition's worth. If you feel like being ahead of the curve, grab a seat, grab your phone, shift your fingers left and right, and download Ozonomics on the podcast app. See you later. The introduction to this podcast was provided by Kate Soans and Gabriella Schaff. Michael Kalawali provided the outro. Music by Lobo Loco.